I am so interested to talk about this episode of The Challenge, Season of Losers. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. I'm going to be straight up. I was pretty bored by most of this episode. I was bored by the stuff happening uh, in the daily competition. I wasn't really enthralled by the elimination. But the house drama I'm into, okay. the like juicy bits were really good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're now into the ninth episode of this season. And every time I type that out, I'm kind of like, oh, wow, there's been nine episodes of this already. Like, I don't even know what's really happening. It I don't feels, really know. It feels it doesn't longer have the same and shorter. It feels longer and shorter than nine episodes on another season. Exactly. Right. It's not hitting the same beats and pace in terms of a season. Like I can't tell you, wait, when's the final is the final, like two episodes away. Is it five episodes away? I have no idea. And it's strange because again, we've been doing this for, this is 269 episodes of you killed it. Right. That's a bunch. It's a lot. We've watched a lot of this show. Agreed. And this still by far remains the weirdest season to me because I'm still trying to figure out who's aligned with who. But then I watch the show and I'm like, they don't even know who's aligned with who. So how am I supposed to know who's aligned with who? It's not just that. I mean, I feel like we say this every episode of You Killed It, but this is consistently the worst gameplay Every episode, I'm just like, you guys are missing the whole point of everything. Yeah. I mean, we get, we can say right now, Melissa goes up for elimination yet again, and like she should not be the target. Like she should not be the threat. And they're all like, she has got to go. We need her and our ten thousand dollars out of this house. <laughs> like it's such <laughs> a strange position. It is odd. It is odd, and I keep having to like. It's almost like I need to have a, a blank like a whiteboard where I'm like keeping notes consistently for each week. That's just like, okay, this person's, you know, almost like the detective board where they have like the top and then you're drawing lines. So like who's associated or affiliated with who, like, that's what I need because even from the beginning and I know we'll deep dive into the Mariah and and what's his name, Uh, Johnny and James stuff at the end. But like, when they started to get into from that beginning part where we're seeing Mariah and Olivia just sun tanning and they're having a conversation. And it also looks really weird. Like they blacked out Olivia's glasses. Yeah. Like that just looked really strange to me. I don't know what was going on there, but they started talking about uh, Zaza and like who she's with. And I'm kind of like, Oh yeah, I forgot about her. And I'm like, wait, what side is she on? Like it was just everything was just super confusing because the way that it's been painted that Olivia, like we thought the crew was Olivia, Mariah, and Narice, and that's numbers. But then you have Michelle being like, Well, I actually hold the most power. Like, I think I control most of the house. And I'm just like, what's happening here? I, I mean, don't get it. Here's something that I was unaware of that it seems like most of the house was unaware of Melissa and Asaf mm-hmm. have had a secret alliance that we had not heard of until now 
based off of the fact that they are both parents. So I got to say something here. I, because I hope you do. Not only is this show been super confusing and there's so many twists and turns and I don't understand what we're seeing each week on this show. But now you're implementing things that we've never seen on camera before <laughs> and throwing that into the mix to also add just more confusion to the overall what is going on on this show. So sticking to this now, because we'll get to Emmanuel and Colleen, because a lot of stuff there as well. But Asaf and Melissa, what do you make of the Secret Alliance based off of personal, like, home, like, non-show drama? Meaning, like, hey, we're making a personal connection here about us both being parents, about, you know, us being away from our kids and how focused in we are on the game of this in terms of trying to win so that we can come back to our family. What do you make of making an alliance based off of that and then how that gets implemented into a television show, entertainment value, but then also like your word? I mean, this is so this is something I always have a problem with in general, not just on this show, just yeah, in general. You know this, but I'm going I'm to put it out there because I don't think I've ever said this on You Killed It. I don't like my family. Like, I love my mom. <laughs> I love my dad. I love my stepdad. I love my one cousin. But aside from that, I Hold don't on. like my family. What if I'm one of your other cousins? <laughs> right now, I'm just like trying to figure out, wait, am I the cousin? <laughs> no, they know. Like no, it, I, this is on Main Street. You you've met my one cousin that I like. That's I it. Just and like, and like just just for background, like I come from a pretty big family. My mom was one of six. Mm -hmm. My dad had a sister. Like I got hundreds of cousins. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Not, I I don't want to take you off on no. a detour. Please continue, continue. So I'm not I'm not into my family, even in the slightest. So when people are like, I swear my family, I'm like what i don't care <laughs> like like it's a concept that's beyond me and it's just like I, I mean i've watched i've also watched enough reality tv that when people say i swear on my daughter son sister mother father whatever they're always about to lie <laughs> like you have to have watched a single season of literally any reality tv show as some as soon as someone brings their family into it it's like it's a guarantee that they're lying yeah, I mean, okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though, especially with this this instance cuz I wonder how much of like were they doing this for the show, like at least from a soft a soft's point of view or was this another like secret hidden behind the scenes conversation that we probably weren't going to hear much about? Because it seems like Melissa took it seriously mm -hmm. and the soft clearly did not. Mhm. Mm and to me, it's like, I understand the point that you're making, right? Like not being close to your family, whatever. Cool. I get that. But to me, it seems that if we, we're bonding over like our children, that yeah. takes a different level of box than, you know, my fifth cousin, or I swear on my family, or I swear on my great grandmother. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Either way, though. I got to say that I side with Melissa on this one. 
Asaf is doing way too much. And I feel like things start to add up with the soft, even when you go back to the Corey stuff, when you go back to, you know, you just see how he's moving in the house and he's consistently trying to make like, why at this point do you still need to be pretending that you're cool with Melissa? She already has a target on her back. She's already been, you know, put into elimination multiple times over and over again. At a certain point, why do you have to keep, up this like facade that you're you're working with her like to her it serves no purpose she's gonna be in the eye of the storm each and every week because she doesn't have anything remotely close to numbers i don't get it i i don't get it either and i also don't understand a soft's long game here mm -hmm. like how is it going to he keeps saying like, oh, I'm secretly working for the American Alliance. I'm secretly working for the American Alliance. If Jay is the only one that knows that and Jay gets eliminated, you've got nothing. <laughs> if Jay, if like, at what point is Jay going to reveal this? And like, how is that going to go over with the other don't men they have their, in the American Alliance? Don't they alliance? have their foursome alliance? That's like oh, yeah, Jay, Michelle, and the Reese. Yeah. Isn't that but like thing? I don't know. But like are you're telling me that Narice is gonna back Asaf over Horacio? No. That Olivia is gonna back Asaf over Horacio? No. Not nope. at all. Um, let's get some more nitty-gritty stuff though, because there's a lot going on here. And I feel like we we know Emmanuel. We don't really know much about Colleen, even though she was on a whole other full season. We start to get a, to know a little bit more about Colleen in this season, but I didn't picture that this was where it was going even after seeing the preview from last week. So we get this scene where they're flirting and we find out Emmanuel has a girlfriend, but he's basically been hitting on every single girl in the house. And for a lot of scenes that seem made up the scene where all the women are in the room, sitting on the bed, like gossiping that seemed like I could have been watching like girlfriends, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever other show, that because it just seemed too real, right? Like they're like giggling and smiling, talking about how, like, you know, Melissa's like, Well, he tried to kiss me twice, and I was kind of like, Okay, what the heck? And uh, what's her name? Olivia's talking about how, yeah, you know, like he's kind of flirty with me as well, but he's trying to cuddle with me, like even just last night. But now him and Colleen are upstairs, and who knows what's going on there. And they were and holding all, hands. Yes. And all these all the women are like, oh he, he, he like the way that they were it was so funny to me to watch just because it's like this seemed like a real conversation. And you're talking about real stakes, obviously, because you're talking about a dude with a significant other at home and a dude that clearly these women find attractive and they've considered it, but are kind of like Yo, bro, you got too much going on here. But then how's Colleen get dragged into this? Like it just there's just so much going on at this point. I have to say, this, I mean, this speaks to the power of charisma. Because mm -hmm. okay, he has a girlfriend at home Correct. who they're all aware of, and they're also like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. They're also like Colleen, Olivia, and Raven are sort mm -hmm. of the three contenders for his affections. And they're all like well aware of each other. Correct. And that like stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Oh, yeah. And the other thing that's interesting, too, is they're all three. I mean, from what we know, right, from what gets put out to us, three very different women. Yeah. And like, you got to give my guys some credit here, because at the end of the day, those are three differently beautiful women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all beautiful and all different types of women will say i was gonna say something else that probably was like from a not probably that is from a 90s rap song that i'm not gonna go down the line because clearly hey it's 2023 try to be more professional here i just also like if you put melissa into the mix he twice tried to kiss melissa who's clearly involved with kyland who's in the house yes i'm gonna put it out here emmanuel has a problem like I'm not, I'm not in any position to diagnose someone with a sex addiction, but like, oh my god, how many hours in the day are there, Emmanuel? Like, can you not just like go into the shower and jerk off? Like, can you not just handle this yourself? Do they have cell phones? Like, is my is his girl like sending him nudes or something? Like, I don't know. I'm not and listen or him sending his his girlfriend nudes. I'm not saying it's a one way street, but my point more so is just yo. My guy's doing the most. And for us to, for all of them to know, you know, we'll get to it at this point. I don't know if we want to talk about it now. No, I guess it happens more later on. So we'll save that talk yeah. for later on about the Colleen stuff. But I just feel like the the part that you mentioned and the part that I thought I was so interested in was the fact that you could tell it was so real because exactly what you said. It was like, they're all giggling about it because they're all aware of it. Yeah. And it was like when they found out about the Colleen side of it, they were like, oh, Colleen too. So it's like Melissa, Olivia, Colleen, Raven. That's just what we know of. Imagine though, like I know they get bored in this house. Of course. I know that. But like realistically, like they've been there, what, maybe five weeks, would you say? Sure. Within five weeks, you've been that messy. Like, you can't just sit and be with yourself, mm-hmm. like mentally, emotionally, and I suppose physically for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, your discipline is that bad. I mean, I also think, though, like how often, and, and I don't know the answer to this because I've never been in this scenario, but how often are you cooped up in a house with so many other beautiful people? That might be tough to deal with. That might be tough to handle. That might be tough to focus at certain times. You might be easily distracted in said house where you're cooped up with so many beautiful people. I mean, maybe, but also like there's, I don't know. I don't think there's really any any excuse for lack of discipline (laughs) at some point. Like there is some point where you got to like look in the mirror and be like, what am I doing here? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we know what he's doing. He's trying to get it in. (laughs) But like the one thing I do want to bring up here, though, because I'm not making a defense for Emmanuel, because what's the number one rule we talk about all the time or the one like detriment to anyone's game is doing too much. And he is clearly doing too much. If you're trying to get with that many of the women in the house, period, you're doing too much. Then add in the fact that you have a girlfriend at home. Like, bro, you're just basically self-destructing. Like, that makes no sense. That is just one of the dumbest things we've ever seen. But I do want to bring up a point. Do you find it odd 
how what Mariah is doing is being discussed in comparison to what Emmanuel is doing and how that's being discussed. Because Mariah at least seems to be showing some, and I think the whole Johnny thing is, is like kind of being embellished, but I'm saying the way that it's being portrayed. I just found it weird that Mariah is showing some form of, you know, remorse. Like she mm -hmm. feels bad. Um, but like her friends are judging her like so much. Like, I can't believe you'd be doing this to Johnny. Meanwhile, there's just a lot of laughing and giggling about what Emmanuel is doing. And, and I will say coming from Olivia's side of it, she is wildly judging Mariah while willfully being a part of a soft, not a soft, a man. Well, right. While saying I'm aware that he has a, a girlfriend at home, but I'm a willing participant. Meanwhile, she's like doing all the finger wagging and trying to like be like, oh, Mariah, I can't believe you would do this to Johnny. I 100% agree. And I'm going to add and we're going to we're going to talk about Johnny and Mariah in more detail towards the end of the episode. But Mariah and Johnny are not boyfriend and girlfriend in everyone's <laughs> own wording on the show. They're talking. And we're gonna we're gonna parse we'll, that out. We'll deep dive. Yeah. But in my mind, maybe this is just like I'm not hip to the youth slang. But in my mm -hmm. mind, someone being your girlfriend is more serious than someone that you're talking to. Correct. And so, while what Mariah is doing not great, it is not as bad as what Emmanuel is doing. And great. again, we'll get into the Mariah James johnny situation in greater detail later but like mariah has apparently a romantic connection with james she has only been focused on one person it is a one-to-one -one situation emmanuel is pursuing literally anyone he can and it's again this is why i started off this conversation with being like man the power of charisma they're all just sort of, like you said, laughing about it and being like, oh, Emmanuel. Like, no, what he's doing is pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. it's fucked up in the context of the house. And it's fucked up in the context of his relationship back in Europe. Like, it's such a problem. And, like, we call Fessy messy Fessy. This is just as messy behavior, if yeah. not more messy. I got to be honest. I didn't really realize that vampires got down like that. I mean, Has he like shed the whole vampire he, thing by he, now? He hasn't brought up the vampire stuff at all this season. And I don't want to take credit for it. But like <laughs> we ragged on him relentlessly about this. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm sure there's other people uh, who also made fun of the vampire stuff. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, you obviously don't read uh, like dark fantasy uh smut because then you would know that vampires a hundred percent get down like this is that because like the what was the show or movie what was the series what we do in the shadows no 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 like the like uh what was like what was his name robert pattinson and like oh twilight twilight weren't they vampires or no they, they were vampires okay. but like the whole like vampire genre is about getting down oh like okay. what we do in the shadows, which you should really watch. It's very funny is like, there's an episode that I just watched where they have a vampire orgy. Like it's, 
play for laughs. It's comic. Like it's super funny. But like okay. it's it's vampires a hundred percent are like the most sexual of all the like monster creatures. So like at least that fits. At least that fits. What right. I don't understand, and you know, everyone has their own tastes. I don't find this guy attractive at all. Like he does nothing for me. Like I can I can see like James. I don't think James is my type either, but like I get it. Like he's yeah, he brings yeah, some yeah. stuff. To, I think Asaf is you know a very attractive man. So I just don't get like why this this guy who looks like he pumps gas in Kentucky would be like the one that everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm da- I'm not only am I down, I'm okay with him just bouncing around the house. <laughs> like it's so weird to me. <laughs> I'm gonna say this and and hey, someone feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. But my guy looks like he needs to like bathe. Yeah. He well like sure- here, here's the biggest thing though, right? Here's the biggest thing to me. It's like I fe- and I think Colleen alluded to this. It's the bad boy, right? Like yeah. women like the bad boy. And obviously I think the fact that he had a girlfriend adds to that sort of bad boy persona that he's giving off, you know, that's kind of like, kind of looks dirty, but he's got the tats and kind of looks, you know, like interesting and like different. And, you know, I think that's kind of it. And and the fact that he has a girlfriend almost plays into that more yeah. bad boy persona. The fact that, you're watching these other beautiful women also kind of um, be wooed by him now adds another level of competition amongst the women in the house in terms of, Oh, well, if he's into her, how do I measure up to her? Oh, I think I might, you know, and I think that all plays into his hands. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't get it. Also, also another key point the same way that he's walking around the house and being distracted by the fact that there's so many beautiful people in the house. Also, just look at if you're some of the other women in the house, what are your other options? That's true. Right? Because if you're really breaking it down, you know, Kylan is taken, Horacio is taken, um, James, James is, taken. is taken, Ed is married. Yeah, Ed's married. Right? Ed's or, married. Are you- is he's in a confirmed he's in a confirmed he's like a stepfather yeah. or something yes he's in a really ed's in a relationship um who am i missing jay. uh jay i don't know what jay's deal is i think he's in love with michelle um 100 percent, he's in love with <laughs> right who, who are we missing who else is in the house that's basically all the guys we just named right asaf is yeah. in a relationship he's married he's married which right? apparently makes him an expert on romance who yes what? There's something right. that we're missing. Oh, uh, Corey, who is gay. Yes. Right. So now, like, if you're the women in the house, just by numbers, that also plays into um, Emmanuel's hands. So, yeah, you know, there's just a lot going on and he's a beneficiary of it. But let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving here because, you know, there's lots going on here. Uh, this daily challenge. First off, what caught my attention was TJ saying one of the goats is on the way. So I thought it was going to be Kara. That's what I thought. Maybe Laurel. I don't know if Laurel's on this season. But my point is, I thought it was an actual goat coming back. Not a one-time winner of the challenge, but we'll get there. We'll uh, get what did there. you make of this We're daily challenge? On that too. Okay, first of all, Conspiracy John is checking in. Okay. There's no way that was randomly selected. 
Oh, of course not. There's <laughs> the no way. And like, <laughs> shout outs to Norris, yeah. who is like, okay, you put me and Horacio together. Sure. And like, it goes beyond that. Like, Emmanuel was with Berna. Okay, sure. Like, it, it was the most suspicious, like, least randomly selected, randomly selection I've ever seen. Like, y- you want to tell me that's randomly selected? Put Berna and Corey together. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Like, at least, at least throw us a couple where, like, you know, this isn't like make it look a le- at least a little randomized. It was like so clearly set who it was. Yeah. It was nonsense. The funniest part to me was when it became apparent that you'd have to show your cards if you won. And they cu- and Michelle is like, I've been playing a lot of different sides in this house, so this is kind of strange. And they show her face and she looks so embarrassed at the time and I'm like ah that smile michelle you, i see how you get everyone in your little web there i see it i see it it's that look right there um i have to ask you what did you think of this daily challenge when it, i'll i'll tell you just like to start it off i ask your opinion and then i tell you mine i was well, excited i actually when... asked you first so okay. if we're keeping track here true true you called me out on there and i deserved it um <laughs> I found it kind of boring. And yeah. like when they said, oh, it's a mini challenge. I was like, yeah, like mini challenge, like show us what's up. Like, all right, here we go. And then I was like, this is boring. And like only a man well apparently really understood the assignment, which like makes me feel bad. <laughs> and like the first two like phases of it were so it was such an advantage to have three people on the first yeah. two yeah. that like it was like set in stone who was going to win, right? Zara, Asaf, and Raven. Like it, it was, it was faded. I don't know. I, I didn't. Did really they even like show it. us anyone else that used the sabotage like element to this? Cause no, that was the really. other part that, you know, I kind of think shows our overall complaint with this season. Meaning, I don't know if these people understand how to play the game, or uh, they're just I think so. We know that they don't. No, but I'm saying, or are they just so afraid to show their cards that they don't want to use the sabotage? Like it just didn't really make sense. But Berna and Manuel were the only ones that they showed. Uh, they were going at Kylan and Michelle, and I think Asaf at one point did too. No. No, no, no. It was just Kylan and it was um, Emmanuel and Berna. Yeah. And uh, Michelle didn't really seem to be taking it well, despite the fact that she knows they're not really going at her. But either way, uh, the Michelle Raven just wants to be the main character so bad. Like she, <laughs> she inserts herself, even the very first scene of this episode where she goes to comfort Melissa, like yes. she just, she can't chill. She has zero chill. She's the star of the season. She sees what Tori's done. Tori just Tori just became the face of the challenge by being on enough seasons and then telling us that she's making she's in the big alliances. And then now she's being called back as one of the goats. Yeah. Um the biggest dynamic though was the Raven, Asaf, and Zara struggling to pick who because you had to pick who's going to be eliminated. And essentially, thus, who gets to go on? So they picked Colleen and Ed, 
and Melissa and James are done. And I found that funny because clearly you're showing what side you're on with those picks. So this whole, oh, I'm secretly working with this alliance. It's not a secret. No, <laughs> he's not subtle pick, about it at all. Yeah, <laughs> you clearly pick the other side of the house and you're saying Colleen, and, Colleen is done and Melissa and James are done. You're clearly telling us you're not, you, you are working with the quote unquote U.S. Alliance. That's the decision right there. It's not complicated. And if I'm part of the UK people and I'm seeing that Asaf and Zara are making those picks, well, we know Raven's not a ringleader, so it can't be all just Raven's decision. That's the no. part that doesn't make sense to me. Just a confusion of who's working with who and what's the secret alliance. Well, I mean, the only reason why this secret alliance works is because the rest of the house is too dumb. <laughs> and you and I have said this many, many times. The British alliance is almost gone. By the end of this episode, it's just James, right? Yeah. Who's actually British. Oh, and Zara, excuse me, and Zara. And like, like eventually they're going to run out of people. And then the Americans are going to be like, all right, who's up? Like, who are we getting rid of next? And people will be like, that Asaf guy is really good. And Jay will be like, we can't save him. He's been on our side all along like that this is not reality <laughs> like, the only reason why this is working is because they're all dumb well to that point michelle while she's watching jay and mariah struggle which like i don't even understand like what was the like she was saying they look like dumb and dumber because they can't figure it out what is there to figure out you put the you put the stick in the, the trolley and you drag it to the other side. There's nothing complicated about it. There's nothing to figure out. It's not that difficult. And Mariah, I thought she was like this like CrossFit superstar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what was going on. But Michelle, Coach Michelle was not looking good because her motivational tactics weren't good. She was just dissing them. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty Yeah, funny. she was just being mean to them. And like, yeah. I have to point out, she was doing that after she had lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like she had finished ahead of them and like turned back. And like, I'm going to encourage my friends. She'd already been eliminated. It was just like, I'm going to shit on my friends now. <laughs> like, Pretty much. What? Doing it for the gram. What a right? show. Like, quote unquote, doing it for the gram, yeah. meaning doing it to be on the show. So yeah, Jay and Mariah were out. And then of course, Asaf, Zara and Raven win. Uh, they all essentially it ends up being the final part of this challenge. It's them versus Berna and Manuel. And the part I didn't understand again. So now you're working with, okay. You're working with the Americans, right? Mm -hmm. You have the most numbers, mm -hmm. right? And yet the final ends up being your team versus Berna and Manuel. Yeah, no. How Americans. does that make sense? How how does that make sense? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Let's break this down. You're working with the Americans, right? So your goal is to help them, and yet you get to choose who goes forward and who's not in anymore. And yet the final ends up being the team that has the least amount of numbers. How? How sway? It, none of it makes sense. Shout out to Sway, though. That was well done. Uh, it's It makes no sense 
whatsoever. I don't know how people aren't seeing through this. Uh, and like, I don't know how everyone on the quote unquote American side looked at this and was like, this is fine. Like, Yeah. Cause like what happens if Berna or Emmanuel win? Right. Which obviously could have happened very easily. And they were in front. Actually, they could have solved that puzzle at the end. They win. So that's a part that makes absolutely no sense to me. And also, if you're Asaf and Zara and you're trying to trick or at least hide who you're working with, you could have easily faked it and just been like, okay, we're going to put out an American team and a, a British team or international team. There were ways around it. And then it, it that's comes, the part I didn't get. It comes down to who are they going to the, – the team with three people wins, Zara, Asaf, Raven – they have a, a hot debate where Asaf is just like, I'm not going to participate. <laughs> and it ends up Melissa goes in because Raven hates her. Yeah. And I got to be honest, at this point, I was like, you know what? I got to be with Raven here. Like if she threw a drink, like she wants a person to know who threw a drink in her face. I'm not mad at you for having that take, Raven. That might no. be one of the most solid takes in terms <laughs> of voting show. someone out in this entire show. Everything else is chaos, but that one thing, I was like, all right, Raven, I see where you're coming from here. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I do get her position. But just what it comes down to, the ultimate thing is that the entire house is trying to get rid of Melissa, who, again, has basically no allies. Yeah who is not a threat in the final and who is supposed to defend their $10,000, but she's the one that's nominated because Raven doesn't like her. Raven, also, the least important member of any Alliance, like make it make sense. Sheldon. And also it's not like Melissa is a threat to win a daily challenge. No. So it's not like you're worried about her winning the daily challenge and then coming after the other side of the house because she doesn't have the numbers to do that anyways. We have to point out Melissa was partnered with James, who at this point is her closest, along with Kylan, is her closest political ally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't get it done. Like that's, It's mystifying. But then we have to talk about so hold on, hold on, hold on. Because my line of the episode, before we get there, oh, though, okay. my line of the episode, or at least one of them, because I think I have two. But uh, Kylan, after it's announced who wins, Kylan says, you would think Asaf won an Academy Award as they show him doing backflips. Yeah. He's like, you would think you would think Asaf won an Academy Award. Dude, you solved the six-piece puzzle. You probably <laughs> should be worried how long it took you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well i also i gotta give a shout out to kylan here mm -hmm. so melissa his boo gets nominated yep and he correctly points out that asaf has gone back on his word and brought his family into it yes yes asaf and takes immediate offenses like what did you say about your mother and like Kylan is just repeating what you said. You're the one who brought your mother into it, Asaf. You're the one who brought your family into it. I could have this wrong. I could have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kylan said, uh, it's going to be nice to see Asaf explain to his wife how he went after another mother, or sorry, how he went after a mother in the house after he said that he wouldn't. And mm -hmm. I think Asaf misunderstood and thought Kylan said something about his mom. Yeah. I think that's how it went down. But Either way, I agree with you, Kylan. 
I think that was a good thing and bringing it up because you're showing the rest of the house, the cracks in a soft scheme. Yeah. Right. That he's doing too much. He's a blatant liar. Him and Corey probably are two peas in a pod as like he tried to just sewer Corey being like, oh, Corey's doing too much and he's playing a messy game while a is doing the same thing. So I thought it was a great play by Kylan for sure. And it must make people kind of pause for a second and be like, hmm. Other than Jay, though, because Jay's aware of his of what he's doing, right? Yeah, aside from Jay. And we also we have a listener comment. Friend of the show, Lawrence Thomas, mm-hmm. says that is the second time Kylan has brought up what someone's family is going to think of them. Referring to Ooh. Xavier on Big Brother. Habitual line stepper, and there's only one person that will stop him from having people's families in his mouth. And then he had <laughs> a gif of Will Smith saying, well, you can't hear it, but saying, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Here's the thing. Lawrence, LT, I love you, but you're wrong. Oh! Because, again, Asaf was the one that brought his family into it. Kylan is just quoting Kylan is just quoting. And I think that's fair game. And like we saw in this episode two clips where Asaf unprompted brought his family up yep. in terms of making deals with Melissa. And Kylan says that he personally witnessed it happen several times. And in the clips we saw, Kylan wasn't there. So that means for taking Kylan literally, and I actually I trust Kylan. I don't think he's a great player, but like I think he's honest. Mm-hmm. That's like four times that Asaf brought his family into it. I think it is entirely fair game at that point for Kylan to be like, you keep swearing on your family and like bringing your parenthood into this. You've manipulated Melissa on those grounds. And then you did nothing in a situation where you could have done something. Right? Like he, because Zara did not want to put in, there it is. Yeah. He could have put like Zara did not want to put in Melissa if a soft sides with Zara Melissa is safe like he really could have done something yeah and I think that you know if you're thinking about it the the real reason Kylan is bringing this up too is he's sticking up for his his boo as you mentioned but I also think that if you're a soft right at some point you're gonna get caught doing too much like it's only going to last for so long before someone's like, yo man, didn't you say a, B, C and D. And then now all of a sudden blank, like where's Corey all of a sudden to, to, to you know, pull up some receipts. Right. <laughs> yeah. How's Corey letting this slide? Yeah. No, right. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it at all. Um, just weird gameplay. I think the name of this episode, or maybe this is my line of the episode, because you know we just make up the rules as we go along. Melissa says, well, I guess I threw the drink in the wrong girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I shouldn't have thrown a drink in her face, but I just threw a drink in the wrong girl's face because she wins and obviously keeps putting her in. Um, but yeah, it looks like the rest of the girls want to throw down Colleen and to me, I didn't. I I like Ed because I feel like Ed is a nice guy in the house. He's an honest guy in the house because mm-hmm. now we see the same thing happening again, and we saw it with Big T, right? Where Big T was trying to pay him off. Remember 
But Ed seems like the guy who people go to be like, hey, what are you hearing? Yeah. And he's going to be honest. And he's not throwing anyone else under the bus because he's, he's fully saying, real. yeah, he's being real. And he's also saying, this is what I'm doing as well. And he, he said to Colleen, Colleen asks, and he says, yeah, it's basically between you and Berna. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that Ed seems to be really trustworthy. He might, he would be someone that would be at the top of my list of someone I'd want to work with in the house because I think that he is just a really good competitor, but also like a straight up dude. Like I feel like you could trust him. Mm-hmm. And there's not many people that you could say that about in this house. No, 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 no. Um, I think he is a straight up dude. It's notable that no one is like, mad at him (laughs) like you know like and like he's people say like oh i'm in this alliance i'm in that alliance and people are mad at kylan and horacio for not really being in an alliance yeah it's not really a big player in any alliance like he's it's clear that his strategy is much like what ct does he's just trying to get to the final and then banking on himself and frankly i think ed can do it like i think Mm -hmm. ed and horacio are most likely to win this season if yeah. they can get to the final. Totally agree. Um, who won't get to the final, I don't think will be a Melissa or Asaf. They're having it out in the middle of this club. Um, they are not making love in this club, like the Usher track. Uh, they are having beef in this club. And I got to be honest here. I'm on Melissa's side because despite whatever Asaf is trying to say, he did, like we saw him twice tell her essentially that, you know, yeah, he's going to take care of her. And if we're being honest, this is the exact thing that he got mad at Corey for. So I don't get it. A soft doing too much. I don't like it at all. Raven's blaming Melissa, but we know it's not Melissa's fault. We know why Raven's mad at Melissa. We get that. Let's get to more interesting stuff. Emmanuel flirting with everyone. And so is James. James, though, is now trying to like plant seeds with Mariah trying to get her to think of turning on her friends in the house. And Mariah's answer to this is telling James that she will do anything to protect him. <laughs> and so James is like, oh, okay. Well, I think it's time we, we sort of start to look at Michelle, Olivia, Norris. And I'm thinking, hold on. What is Mariah's whole MO here? Because it doesn't really make sense that you're going to go against the numbers in the house, which you have. And then turn against them without having the backing or support behind you. That just seems like a suicide mission. I mean, I think, though, I actually think that James is being logical. Uh, Mm -hmm. Execution could use some work. But, like, the fact is Mariah is not one of the key members of that alliance. So why would you, why would she vote for them, right? Like in terms of uh, we've already seen we've got the core four of Jay, mm-hmm. Asaf, Michelle, Narice. Mm-hmm. There's also the overlying, God, their Olivia. alliance system is yeah. Olivia and is also in the mix, and by extension, Horacio. And so Mariah. that's that's yeah, and then Mariah. But I think that's by Mariah's own self-inflicted. For wounds. sure, like she's but, done that on her own. But that's that, where she's at. Like, like if that's your situation, like what is the hand that you currently have? Not the hand that you had at the start of the season. What do you currently have? It's fair. You got to go round up Corey, Emmanuel, Colleen, and like you got to start like shooting some shots here. 
Like, okay. why roll with this alliance who, at, when it comes down to brass tacks, is not going to back you up? I can't argue with that. I cannot argue with that. Um, I can argue, though, with <laughs> a Manuel cuddling with Raven and Olivia. I mean, my guy's just, he's out here just doing the most. And the way that it's shot, and this is my TV brain at work here, but the camera angles that we're seeing, the way that it's shot in terms of it's like black and white, and it's kind of like, you know, looks like it, it's peering in and out. Like, it, it's just, he doesn't think that this is being on TV. No. Nope. <laughs> right? Clearly. And Colleen is struggling with this. She's talking to Berna about it. She says she feels stupid. She feels embarrassed. And at first I'm thinking, okay, this seems like kind of like an overreaction because like you're embarrassed because you actually thought that you were making a connection with them and that's what it is. And we come to find out that there's more to it because there was a secret hookup, multiple hookups that were not on camera because my guy was obviously he's in a relationship at home. And so they were very cognizant of making sure it wasn't on camera. So now that with that added context, my first question to you is how shocked were you? Like, cause I was listening and paying attention and then I like stopped and I was like, hold on, let me rewind this. What did she just say? <laughs> how shocked were you to find out this information? Um, I was a little shocked because I, I'd seen the chemistry on camera between like Olivia and Emmanuel and also like was aware of the stuff with Raven. And like, I don't know. I just didn't think that he and Colleen were that close. Like they, I guess had worked really hard to keep things low key mm -hmm. on the down low. Um, and like, I, I also felt really bad for Colleen in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, just like really, really sorry that she's in this position because she seems super nice. Yeah. She made some bad choices. I think she knows that now, but it's also just like, it sucks. And like, if you think about it too, and she was trying to make this connection, and I don't know that the producers like or editors hammered it home, but she's up for nomination. Most of the people in the house don't like her, it seems. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't done anything wrong in particular. And frankly, this guy's making her look super bad. And like on some level, she believed that he was going to leave his girlfriend for her. Like oh. that's sort of the, I mean, I, she never said that explicitly, but that's okay, the implication, okay. right? Like why is she, why is she so wrapped up in this guy? So if she doesn't I... think that's the end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was very interesting, right? I think Berna, Berna has been hit or miss this season, but I feel like she, like, slam dunked this one home on a lot of levels. And yeah. it also looked like she came in just giving the real talk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't, like, BSing at all. And the fact that the way, again, it was shot, that it's, like, the overhead cameras, meaning there's not a camera person in the room, led to a more genuine conversation. But Berna said, first off, she calls her out and she says, I think that you're mad because your game, like what's happening, everything's happening all at once. Your name is mm -hmm. being called. And so you're embarrassed about that on TV. But also at the same time, you have this dude that's embarrassing you because you don't really care about him. Berna says straight goods, which is truth. 
you knew he had a girlfriend at home and you went for it anyway. So in my eyes, you made a mistake and that's okay. You can always come to me and talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, if you want to cry, cry, like I'm here for you, but like, you know that you made a mistake and now it's all on TV and you're all these things and emotions are coming right back at you. And I thought it was so real when she said for us, because now she's adding like sympathy to it, right? She's saying like, I understand where you're coming from. She says for us, when someone likes us, we go straight for it because we think we're so unloved. Mm -hmm. It's stupid, but that's just what happens sometimes. And I went, Hold on a second. Let me rewind that again. That's a bar. That is such, that was so real. Like that mm -hmm. was shouts to Berna. That was wonderful advice. Right? When someone likes us, we go straight for it because we think we're so unloved and it's so stupid. And I was like, holy shit. Like that. I felt, I felt that Berna. I felt mm -hmm. that. Um, dropping bars. And I think that for Colleen, that's when, you know, we find out, of course, that she had multiple, more than one intimate moment, moment with Manuel, and he was so adamant about it being off camera. And I'm thinking, hold on, is Brenna Murray slipping here? Because nothing used to get past them. Or was a choice made that they're just not going to show it? And how many other things are they choosing not to show us that they could have shown us? You know what I mean? Cause that's a strange one. We've seen other instances over our 269 episodes of doing this pod of people trying to hide from cameras and not being able to hide from said cameras. So it makes me wonder, you know, what else are we not seeing? That does make me, I did have that thought where like, okay, we know he's pursuing Raven. We know he's pursuing Olivia. Buddy knows where there is a blind spot in the cameras. Yep. They've yep. been there. We, you and I estimate 35 days. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, this is also one of the things about vampires, though, right? Is cameras can't pick them up. Yeah. So. <laughs> well played. Well played. I see what you did there. I see what so, you did there. I'm, I'm not sure how much needs to be said about nomination, aside from the fact that Colleen makes the case to Jay and to Corey. Mm -hmm. You guys should probably be going for Mariah, not for me. Mariah is showing all kinds of issues with your alliance. I am not. Mm -hmm. I have been loyal to the alliance, to the American alliance, me, a German. But, and Jay's like, oh, she's talking sense, but, mm. <laughs> they vote her in anyway. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I thought it was funny because like everyone's getting outed for what's been going on, but they're all like, oh, it's too late. It's like, why is it too late? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not too is, late at all. This is in why fact, this, this season, timing is perfect. <laughs> this is why this season is so frustrating because they're like, man, I wish someone could vote differently. Like you can vote differently. Like you're <laughs> of anyone. Of anyone, Jay is in a position to be like, actually, like, yeah, like, let's let's get Mariah up out of here. Yeah. And it, it's funny because even in said deliberation where everyone votes for Colleen, even her friends like Berna, it's like, don't you realize that you're in the same position that Colleen was, meaning you're voting with the whole group as 
if there's anything to it. Like there's nothing like you're not gaining anything by doing this. So you might as well just vote for real because they don't really think that they're with you. Just like they didn't really think that Colleen was with them as Colleen and Berna were just numbers for their alliance. Literally, that's it. You weren't really in the alliance. You just chose that you're going to vote with the house to stay on the house's good side. Makes no sense. And when I say that, you then also have Narice, who decided that she was going to vote for Berna for some strange reason. That also made no sense. Like what? I don't, I really don't understand the gameplay. I don't get it. A literal Berna vote. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, just remarkably bad gameplay. Mm-hmm. Remarkably bad gameplay across the board. Yeah. Um, we get to the elimination, and I know you and I have takes on two things that happen here. Okay. The first, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spell it out and then I want you to cook, and then I've got things I want to say. TJ says okay. we have one of the greatest challenge competitors of all time coming in. Mm-hmm. Here's Tori. Sheldon, your thoughts. So when they laid out the math, to me, they did their own disservice here because they lay out the math that she's been on nine seasons, made six finals, and won once. And as we discussed earlier this season, the one dub, hmm, there were some interesting points made there. They beat out Johnny and Nani, who are almost done. And most importantly, Olivia and Horacio had to quit because Olivia's face got mangled by the slingshot. So Tori is not one of the all-time goats. I can think off of the top of my head, at least five other female competitors. Okay. So who are better I, than Tori deal I could without even of, really trying. I could think of four who are better just like immediately. And I'm curious to hear who your fifth is. I'll list my four and then you tell me who the fifth one is. Okay. Okay. Kara. Yep. Laurel. Yep. Smashley. Ooh, okay. She wasn't even on my list, but yes, you're right. But she's she's won you're multiple right. finals. You're like right. she just like it's just math. You're right. Um, and a bit of a throwback here, but Evelyn. Evelyn, okay, also wasn't on my list. So that's your four. Because I still go Emily Schramm. Oh yeah. I, Emily Schramm's definitely better. Jenny. Okay. Jenny's de- didn't Jenny win? She won at least once. Didn't she win twice, maybe? But I'm talking yeah. about power and numbers. If Jenny was on nine seasons of the challenge, yeah. she would have won more than once. Yeah. Um, there's also someone else that I'm forgetting off the top of my head that I'm struggling with right now that's gonna and it's gonna bother me. But my point is, as I said, off the top of my head, I could come up with five people better than Tori, and that like makes you not the goat. No, she, I mean she won once, she's barely above um Anissa. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I just think that it's 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 very tough. I would even put like Killa Cam is up there. And I know mm-hmm. Killa Cam hasn't won, but like again, if you put her on multiple seasons in the same scenarios that Tori's been in, I don't know. I find it very interesting. I mean, if if one winning one makes you one of the goats, like Casey. 
has Casey, been yeah. on four seasons. She's made the final three times. She's won once. Yeah. That's a better percentage than six of nine with one championship. Yeah. Nope. I, and, and I'm, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying Casey's a, one of the all time greats. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's in the conversation. I don't think Tori, like, I like Tori. I was rooting for Tori and Devin, as you well know, better than anyone. I was rooting for them. I don't, I, you just, you can't. She's, she's not on the Mount Rushmore. Like between you and I, I think we've both indisputably named people who are better. What about Sarah? Yeah, Sarah Rice, 100%. Sarah Rice, who in my mind is a two time champion because although she, <laughs> yes, because she didn't, she didn't get the money with Johnny, she was the top team, right? Yeah. And she'd won with Jordan. I just that we've easily named like a half dozen people, women. We're only getting into the women right now who have better resumes. And then if we get into the men, obviously there are four men who have better resumes than uh, Tori off the hop. Like if we make it for both genders. I mean, I don't even want to mention her name and deep dive into it, but because she's probably disqualified at this point, but like Camilla. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Camilla. We do not like Camilla. We're not ever going to defend Camilla, No, but in terms of wins and losses, you know, she's, she's sort of the Ty Cobb of this, you know? So I would ask you, Amber, same amount of dubs. Yeah. I, no, it's not, that ain't it. <laughs> That is so, it. yeah. So there's the one thing. Yes. So first off, Tori, Tori is named a challenge goat because they've decided that she's going to be one of the faces of the challenge moving forward. Right. That's essentially it. They put her on like press tours for the show. They've had her at award shows for the show. So some higher up has decided that Tori is that deal. Ah, I see what you did. Yes. Well done, Shelly. Uh, Tori picks Melissa, but before this happens, <laughs> she picks Melissa to go in against. It makes me wonder if she picked the chaos. Do you think that she definitely, there's one person that she would have had her sights set on? Oh, a hundred percent. She would have called down Mariah in a heartbeat. <laughs> See, that's one where if I'm production, I rig it. Oh Yeah. That's one where I'm like, hey, Devin, like, how do you always pull the correct one? <laughs> <laughs> so I I want you to put on your producer hat because this is my impression, but I, I want you to confirm or deny. My understanding is what's going on is that all the champions are staying at a hotel or accommodation just off site. Mm, or maybe okay. they're rotating through. In other words, Devin and Tori are hanging out, right? So what clearly happened is Devin comes back, has put two and two together about what's going on with Mariah. Also, the people who are eliminated from the show are probably at the same accommodation. So Devin goes as a champion, immediately clocks that something's happening with Mariah and James, goes back to the hotel and is like, hey, Tori, I just saw the damnedest thing. Then Big T gets eliminated, 
comes to the house and they're like, hey, Big T, we have some questions for you. And Big T is like, yeah, fuck those people in the house aside from Melissa. Yeah. Right? And like mm-hmm. Big T like likes everybody, right? Gets along with everybody. Uh, Casey gave her half of the 10K. Yeah. Right? And so we got to go to a listener comment because this is so important. And this is an, an important uh, insight from Scott Mazay. Mazay? I'm sorry, Scott. I, you got to tell me how to pronounce your name. He, Scott says, don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard it in a few different places. Banana was supposed to be one of the mercenaries, but backed out when he found out about Mariah and James. Ooh. So I'm going to I'm keeping John's conspiracy hat on. I'm going to construct a scenario for you. Johnny might have been on location at that hotel too. Right? Devin comes back and is like, hey man, for what it's worth, here's what I saw. Here's what I believe is going on. Hmm. Johnny, you know, like they're allowed to call out of the house, right? Like we've seen people with video calls. Yep. Presumably Mariah and Bananas have been in touch. He's sensing something's off. Big T comes out of the house, goes to the like, like accommodation where they're holding all these people. Yep. And confirms what's going on. Johnny goes to production and says, I want to go home. They say, of course, you're Johnny Bananas. We understand and respect the situation. Johnny goes home. They have to make what's supposed to be a men's elimination, a women's elimination. Oh, wow. Corey gets called in. Like she's probably already on like at this hotel in these accommodations. Tori though, understands why bananas is leaving Mm -hmm. and then sees Mariah and says, yeah, he's heartbroken. She can't say on camera. He refused to come on the show after flying out here. Interesting. Listen, this is, this is all just in my brain. This is my head cannon. This is me being a conspiracy theorist. But it, it makes a lot of sense, given what Scott just said, given everything that we know just watching the show. To me, I think that's what's happened. What do you think of my theory? I love it. It makes sense because my thing was I couldn't really see a world in which Bananas is actually heartbroken. But I do see a world in which Bananas is like, hold on a second. I'm not coming on this season to be made a fool of, to be made a mockery of. That's not how this works. I'm Johnny Bananas. I'm the face of this franchise. I'm the GOAT. If I'm coming in on this show, I'm coming in with some creative control in terms of how I'm going to be portrayed. And I'm definitely not coming on to be the poor sap that's like, oh, no, my girlfriend's cheating on me. No, 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 no. That's not how that's going to play. No. And and also, like, so think about it. Like, if he'd gone on, he has to hug Mariah. He has to kiss Mariah. Or he has to air their dirty laundry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that now we, that we've discussed this, I have another comment from Scott. Okay. Scott says, also, I have zero sympathy for Bananas, who has had a number of his own relationships end due to him cheating on his girlfriend. How do you feel about this? Um, I mean, listen, first off, I don't know. I can't, we don't know. 
there's been rumors of the fact that at the same time that this was going on, or I don't know the the direct timeline, but people have kind of tried to make the connection that Bananas was messing with, what's her name, Corinne, on whatever, yeah. is it House of Villains I think he's on? Yeah. There's been rumors that he's been, he was messing with Corinne around the same time that this was going down on the challenge. So who really knows? I don't know. Um, so, But I will say that. Here's my take. Okay. I don't feel a ton of sympathy for bananas either. Mm-hmm. Not because like Mariah, just because you've cheated doesn't mean you should be cheated on. Like two wrongs don't make a right. What Mariah is doing, I think is wrong. I don't think it's as wrong as what a Manuel is doing. Because okay. like, again, the, the language that Mariah and bananas both have used is we're just talking. We're just talking. To me, that's not a, um, that's not a confirmed relationship. Okay. Right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not exclusive. Who knows what's said between them? But I'll tell you, I've always been bothered mm-hmm. by the Bananas Mariah dynamic because he is 13 years older than her. That's not mm-hmm. a great power dynamic, especially when you're Johnny Bananas, the king of the challenge. Right. Like, and when they started dating or being involved, excuse me, she was 25, 26. He was like 38, 39. You and I are the same age as Johnny Bananas. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to date someone that's 27. I'm especially not going to be just like in the talking phase for more than a year with someone who's 27. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, again, I'm not excusing Mariah's behavior and I'm not excusing Johnny Bananas' previous behavior. It's just, to me, this seems like a deeply unserious relationship. Mariah did things the wrong way, for sure. But this was never going to last. And, like, I don't think Johnny was really super... Like, if he wanted to date her exclusively, he would have done so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have no counters to that at all. I totally agree with you. And like, again, like it's, I want to be clear, like, I don't, I don't particularly feel bad for him. I'm not, I don't know if he's heartbroken or not, but I also know that like he has previously lived with girlfriends, right? Like Mm -hmm. his ex, Hannah, they lived together. He knows what it's like to be in a confirmed serious relationship. He knows, like, you know, when, like, if you've gone that far before, you know what it feels like. If you've been talking off and on with someone who's 13 years younger than you, stop wasting their time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stop yeah. wasting it. Like, get a therapist, Johnny. Like, date someone who's, like, a contemporary, who's not, like, in a reasonably vulnerable situation in terms of the power dynamic. So the other side of this that I'm going to add in is Tori says, quote, a real champ comes to play the game, not to find a relationship. Okay, Tori. <laughs> I, I'm not sure she's the one who should be saying that. I think others could say that. I think Devin could say that. I'm not sure Tori could say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just too much. That's just too easy. Uh, what did you think of the elimination? Again, I didn't love it. Same. 
Same. I wasn't super into it. Same. I didn't, I didn't think it was that interesting. I thought it was weird. And, you know, obviously it's, you know, you're submerged underwater. You got to solve a puzzle, get the puzzle pieces. When you come back above the water, pull down the board so you can see what the puzzle is. Um, I think that Melissa struggled. They edited it together to make it look closer than it actually was. Um, but yeah, Melissa loses. I also found it funny though, that, Narice, who brings up the fact that Tori last season was obviously dealing with the Jordan stuff, and then Jordan and Narice had their little thing, and then Tori had interest in Horacio, and now Horacio and Narice are doing their thing. So Narice says that she's rooting for Tori to get Melissa out, which loses them money, right? Then we get Mariah saying that she's rooting for Melissa, but it's because Tori just outed her on TV. <laughs> and I'm thinking none of this makes any sense. I don't get it. None of it makes sense. I, I wanted to point something out as well. Eric. Sorry, I got that wrong. I, I got that wrong. Sorry. Mariah said she's rooting for Melissa, but it's not for the money. It's because Tori just outed her on TV. I mean, she was already outed on TV. Correct. Um, Eric writes, have you guys noticed that the eliminations have been suited to the champ's strengths? Jordan, a running elimination. Devin, a counting elimination. Casey, pull wrestle. I just found that interesting. Keep up the good work. First of all, thank you, Eric. But also, I think this lends to my belief that this was supposed to be for Johnny Bananas. Because it's not like Tori is known for doing puzzles. It's not known. It's not like Tori's known for swimming. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It's a great theory. Maybe like people on the interwebs will be able to deep dive and find us some more answers for sure. Yeah. Um, so Tori wins. Melissa's eliminated from the house. She's like, I'll be next, I'll be back next season. Tra -la -la -la, and runs away. <laughs> Which is funny because it's very much like that skeletor meme. Mm -hmm. Um, but then Kylan calls her back for a kiss. Oh sure. Um yeah. <laughs> Tori gets some money. Mariah cried a bit. Yeah. Mariah not on fire. <laughs> no. Um yeah, I don't know what to make of this season. And again, I don't even know where we're going next. I just think that the season's just sort of plodding along. I saw people tweeting out that the ratings for this season are down, but they also went down on Tori's episode. And fans are like dissing her for that as if like nobody cared about her cameo as if like, how would you even know? Like, I don't know. There's just so much going on right now. And I think that this season can save itself. But I need some like big twists and turns or something to go down here. I so here's when it comes to the ratings, <clears throat> I think context matters a lot. Mm -hmm. We're in the holidays. Exactly. Right? Like Wednesday night was oh it was one of the nights of Hanukkah. I want to say it was number six. I could be wrong. I'm sorry to our Jewish listeners. The point is we're in the midst of Hanukkah. Christmas is around the corner. Kwanzaa is around the corner. People got things to do in December. Yeah. I also think too that, 
you know, overall the ratings are going to be the ratings. Like that doesn't really matter. I feel like the problem with this season, if there is one, is that they've built a season around Big T and Melissa being the villains in the house. Yeah. Who's and that just doesn't make nothing sense. Nothing wrong. Yeah. They also, I think that sort of the nature of the challenge in any reality TV show is if the people you like get eliminated, you're less likely to watch the show. Right? Yeah. And like the people who are sort of running the house aren't really popular. Like with the fans, I mean. Like Michelle and Jay aren't really moving the needle in terms of viewership, right? Yeah. I, I don't like I like Horacio. He's not great television. Right? It's like true. so it's not like like if you think of like a smash season where the rivals seasons and because like people want to see like who is going to be able to hold it together. And like arguably the biggest season finale ever was when uh, Johnny turned on Sarah and people were following that. Cause like people love Sarah. A lot of people like Johnny and it was uh, like, will he or won't he kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just not, happening like the people like the people who are left the people who might win this season don't have a following in particular they're not as well known like if they had a nisa in this house someone who's never won mm -hmm. i think people would be watching to see like can anisa finally get the job done yeah but yeah nope i agree i agree yeah uh, where can the good people, oh, I didn't even ask you, who's your MVP? Who killed it for you this week? It's once again, so hard to name people. No, killed. like mine is Berna. I think Berna okay. was dropping truth bombs in this, in this episode where they were much needed because we didn't really know much about Colleen. Colleen was kind of a mysterious type figure and to get so much insight into what was going on. And even like get Colleen into a space where after she's able to go up to Emmanuel and just be like, listen, I know whatever happened happened, but just so you know, like I'm fine. We're cool. I just, I just want you to know that I don't want to be a part of some like love triangle angle show man, whatever, like whatever you're doing is cool. We're fine. We're going to be able to like be in the house together and everything's cool going forward. I just don't want to be a part of that. And I think Burnham really helped her get to that point. And Burnham has been an interesting roller coaster ride in her time on the challenge. But I feel like um, it was really well done. And in a, a, a point where you've brought up before, right, the language barrier and how that might come into play in certain instances, I feel like getting to see her just be real and and just freely speak how she would normally speak helped her us get some more insight into who she was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just going to say uh, like she was dropping some truth bars that made me stop and think, Whoa, hold on a second here. Let me pause for a second and think about what she's saying here. Let me rewind that. Do I need to write that down somewhere? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who killed it for me. Tori. First of all, $10,000 richer. Yep. And also, I like it when people don't hold back. I like yeah. it when shooters shoot. And she I don't mean like, in, I, I don't mean like 
you know, shooting her shot. I mean, she came out gunning for her man bananas, mm-hmm. right? Like putting in that work. And also she didn't say anything that was out of line. She didn't curse. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she was just like, Hey, there are consequences for your actions. All facts. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Please like and follow. Lots going on. If you follow the accounts, I know there's a lot of basketball talk right now. Canada Hoops Daily. We got the Raptors uh, post game pod going. Um, got the DVP pod going, which is you know a lot of Toronto type talk. But we hit up some football and a lot of stuff going on there as well. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting another pod. Oh, football picks pod. <laughs> NFL picks going really well right now. Make sure you tune into that one. We got some Saturday games in the NFL. So make sure, you know, I know normally some people might be waiting till Sunday to get their picks, but we got you covered. Saturday picks. Go find the clutch picks pod. Picks are back. We're profitable on the season. So that's the goal, people. Can't believe I forgot that pod. But yeah, lots going on. Uh, you can find me on threads at Jay Chidley Hill. <clears throat> We're making this a thing, Sheldon. Get on threads, people. It's the new wave. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. Man. <laughs> um, and I'm just covering your Toronto Raptors. I will say, exciting news for both me and Sheldon. We didn't even talk about this when we were chatting for like an hour before we started recording. Sheldon, the Eglinton Crosstown it's running. They don't have it. Like you can't go in it, but like it's the actual not, trains are going through. Not. They release video. It's, the train's going through buddy. Yeah. But it's not going to be like active for like two years. But like, this means that we're two years closer to just being able to take a streetcar to see each other. It's not going to be active for like two years. <laughs> it's just not. That's a whole other, whole other beef. It's that's like, you know, whole, that's a whole other podcast. Bad. A whole other podcast. I should bring that up on the DVP pod, actually. That's kind of why I'm feeding you. Mm-hmm. Well, played. well uh, played. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.